There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. Things are getting hot and heavy in the world, in the global community, it's getting hot within the here. political oh. landscape. You know, Jim, you know, Uh-oh. Jim, it's Uh-oh. almost like the storm surge yeah. is about to hit. It's like everything what? is just building up. You know, I was reading, uh, I, I go to Drudge Report typically every morning, and, and, and it's not right. because I trust Drudge Report. Uh, all they do is repost news, and it's just nothing more than mainstream media news, but it gives you an idea of the narrative that's being construed by the globalists in the deep state. And so right. Biden pulled danger. Dems want alternative. Nikki Haley, his biggest threat. What kind of BS, like, is that? Okay, firstly, Nikki Haley is his biggest what? threat. <laughs> what? Nikki, Nikki Haley? She's pulling, like, 1.5%. <laughs> I mean, like, come oh, on. That's what Biden was doing, and he became president. Oh. Well, the Dems want an alternative, though. So this, oh. this goes directly in to my theory that they are going to remove Joe Biden. And, and there's a lot of reasons why they will remove Joe and Biden. And here comes Bernie Sanders. And here comes Bernie Sanders. We, we need we need socialism. <laughs> we need, the, the, we, we, we need that's your to take answer, care though. of our people. I think that's the answer, though. I think it's more obvious. I mean, I think that's a bigger bigger coup than than Newsom or, or Kamala. But Kamala told everybody yesterday she's ready to take in, take on the presidency. Did you well, see this did. little interview that went out? Well, I'm they did. And then this. the next day that you have Dems want alternative. And, and and you have Jill Biden, who is sick with COVID. Joe Biden, who's sleeping in the same room, apparently, with her, um, you know, while he's hooked up to his med bed. Uh, but I think, I think that there's a potential mm-hmm. that we see. And, and look, I don't want, I, I'm not, I'm not someone who condones this or wants to say this lightly, but Joe Biden is elderly. He's obviously sick. He has a suppressed immune system. Jill Biden is apparently got COVID, apparently, quote unquote. And uh, <laughs> I think that we could see Joe Biden become um, the first president since John F. Kennedy to die in office. And I mean that by him getting sick of old age or something of that nature. Because just Have we think had any the- of them die of an illness? Everybody gets shot, don't they? Have we had any presidents die of illness? Um, yes, yes, we have. We Did had, we? um, oh, there was uh, one. Um, there's one. I, I, there? I got a, I got his face in my head. I just can't. Um, he, oh, he died of whatever. Yeah, All right, I, let's I, look I, I will. We'll, I'll fix, yeah, 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 we'll do that. Which, okay, keep Why going. Do, you do that to me. <laughs> That's what I'm good for. Uh, like completely just throw that polio in there. Well, no, that was polio. No, he didn't die of polio. Who was it? Well, Wilson, we know Wilson did. We know Eisenhower battled uh, uh, illness in the office. But uh, Tyler, Tyler, I'm pretty sure Tyler died of uh, natural Pneumonia killed president in 31 days. Um, This is William Harrison was sworn in on March 4th, and he died on April 1st of (laughs) coronavirus. Oh, sorry. 
funny. funny. You're, you're hilarious. Um, but no, think about the implications of this. Right now, you have the Republican Congress bringing up the impeachment hearings. We have Matt Gates taking the Twitter saying, McCarthy, if you stand in our way, I will utilize a Jeffersonian motion. If you don't know what that is, is when uh, Speaker McCarthy didn't have the votes. Donald Trump negotiated between Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, and the rest of the Republicans, uh, basically reserving the right of the Jeffersonian motion, which means that any member of the Freedom Caucus can stand up and rescind their vote from Speaker McCarthy prompting a new vote for Speaker of the House, basically removing him from power. And McCarthy agreed to that and is is playing the power game, right? And mm-hmm. uh, McCarthy has really not done much. But Matt Getz has basically said is McCarthy won't stand in our way or we will remove him. He said this today. And that was after I retweeted him. I said, hey, what's up with the, uh, the, the Jeffersonian motion? Are you going to use this? And the next day yeah. he tweets out that, hey, look, you know, McCarthy, we can remove you. And so he, he tells <laughs> McCarthy not to stand in the way of impeachment. Right. Okay, so if the and now you have the Hunter Biden indictment, and this is just nothing but smoke and mirrors, guys. By the way, using that special counsel, the special prosecutor to go after Hunter Biden was a way to get around the U.S. court systems and keep the real criminal charges away from Hunter Biden. You're going to see a grand jury basically decide this, not the American people, um, and they're just going to shove this under the rug. But with the impeachment hearings, you're going to start seeing everything come together because Ukraine is what we call the keystone. It's what fits everything together in the embezzlement of U.S. taxpayer dollars around the world to criminal organizations, to non-government organizations and nonprofits, to the selling of weapons and drugs and human trafficking trags that tie all the way back to the Democrat politicians and well as Republican politicians. So they cannot allow the Republicans in Congress to unravel this threat. And we know that there is this audio most likely given to them So from my sources, the people that I've talked to, um, this audio, this recorded audio that's going to be released about Joe Biden came from Devin Archer. And Mm -hmm. this is Hunter Biden's former business partner who just did a Tucker Carlson interview a few weeks ago. But there's another audio as well that they got from, I believe, from what I've heard, Russian intelligence or someone close to Russian intelligence. But they don't want to utilize that one just yet. So. With the audio, this is going to force Joe Biden's hand to either resign, um, resign, right. step down, finish out his term, and not seek re-election, okay, um, in a disgrace, because right. it's going to be bad. It's going to be worse than Bill Clinton, um, and it's not even going to be comparable to Trump's impeachments, because those were just nothing more than witch hunts. But what we're going to see here is when they pull this thread on Ukraine and Joe Biden and corruption— It's going to bring down the house of cards of all the corruption within politics, within U.S. politics and U.S. basically um, coercion and force utilized around the world through financial aid given to these countries that is pushed back to non-government organizations and then refunded back into politicians' pockets, primarily the Democrats. They don't Mm -hmm. want this to get out. So. How do you make all that go away? Well, if Joe Biden just happened to pass away of COVID-19 or of old age in office, guess what? Any, any Republican that comes after him after that fact, oh, just let it go. He, he's gone now, and, and that's a disgrace to his memory. How dare you attack a dead man? Think about that. That is the <laughs> prime methodology that the Democrats would utilize. And then they also get to put in the replacement. So Kamala Harris comes in. 
They propose Gavin Newsom for vice president. He gets an approval through Senate, which they have the one one chair majority. Gavin Newsom comes in. Kamala Harris steps down after a few months. Gavin Newsom steps into the seat of the president, and then he runs for re-election as the incumbent uh, under the DNC ticket. And that would boost the Democrats' numbers because Democrats right now are not favorable with Joe Biden. But they are very favorable with Gavin Newsom. So this is a scenario that I think they could potentially play out. And I think that this could happen in the next two months. I don't know. I look, Listen, I don't, I, I'm just speculating here. I'm just kind of going off of, uh, of what I see within the narrative. But this makes a lot of sense that it would actually happen like this, the change of batter scenario. Um, but mm-hmm. also within that, we're going to see some massive, massive chaos and waves within the global community here in the next two months. I even think that we could have a kinetic war with Russia. Very, very shortly, the United States just announced yesterday that they are going to be sending uh, depleted uranium rounds to uh, Ukraine for their tanks, even though their tanks are being absolutely decimated by Russian Mm -hmm. helicopters. And Russia said that that is that thin red line that if you cross, we are going to kinetic war with the United States. And and so I think that this potentially could happen before October, in and around October, that you could even see an attack on the Kremlin before that October time frame or within that October time frame, bringing about um, Putin, who maybe disappears for a little while, and the talk of Putin's dead and a rogue Russia, uh, and that brings about what I call the Red October scenario. Uh, to where you have a rogue nuclear nation who has threatened to utilize nuclear weapons and whose leader is potentially uh, gone um, or removed. And so I, I think that things are going to really, really heat up here over the next few months. Um, and who knows? I mean, you could see with Joe Biden, you know, being that old and passing away, something of that nature. Um, there's a lot of scenarios that can come out. What, what are your thoughts, Jim? Well, I have a, a question on this Ukraine thing. Uh, didn't we get gaslighted yesterday when Mitch McConnell came out and said that the $300 billion that we've sent to Ukraine is actually being spent in America because we're buying new, we're buying new toys? Did you hear him say that? Did you hear him gaslight us yesterday? And that no. Biden is actually holding up the payments going to Ukraine, that we could actually be building more bombs and things like that in America for Ukraine if we just – if Biden would actually – not get in the way of the $300 billion. Did you hear all this yesterday? So when you no, talk about this Ukraine thing coming apart, while they're gaslighting us at the same time and this whole thing with the election, is there's something else going on here. But I, I was really – I was like, guys, you're being gaslighted. Mitch McConnell is trying to make, you, make it sound like you guys gave $300 billion to yourself. Like you didn't have to spend the $300 billion. You're just saying, hey, we spent $300 billion. But you really are spending $300 billion on Ukraine. That was what it, I mean. That, that's what that, that was my. You were talking about Ukraine earlier. I wanted to bring that comment in there, but uh, no, it's uh, it's the guy in the it's it's the guy in the wings we don't know about, right? So that's why I threw Bernie Sanders out there earlier, and that's why you know you're talking about Gavin Newsom and others. It's like guys, they I don't know. They just seem to have this 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 weirdness about them that they, it goes to a place where I wouldn't go. Um, like I said, Bernie Sanders or Gavin Newsom. I would not. Be, I would not pick them in a hundred years. I'd pick Gap Tooth in Atlanta before I'd pick either one of those guys. And she's crazy. So anyway, that's my take on that. But I was just wondering. I just don't know if you noticed the gaslighting we got yesterday because we're all spending money on America by giving Ukraine well, three hundred billion dollars. 
So the, the three hundred billion dollars that we've gave the Ukraine is completely unaccounted for. Now, besides there's military technology we've given them, but $300 billion is primarily like funding of cash. Now, if you go back quite a few months, oh my goodness, a break already. All right, we'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight Show. What I was going to (laughs) say. You got that music going in the background. Oh, Mother Russia. Is that Mother Russia? So back in January, January 24th, 2023, I posted a blog on my Substack, redpillproject.substack.com. Did the Ukraine interior minister leak the corruption scandal? Over a dozen Ukraine officials resigned over corruption scandal of using U.S. and Western aid funds for personal wealth. Is the death of the Ukraine interior minister connected? And so what I talked about was Ukraine's interior minister, minister Dens Monotrosky. Um, his helicopter crashed in a residential suburb of Kiev, resulting in the death of him, his ministry's leadership, and the entire helicopter crew, as well as a child on the ground, were all killed. Three days later is huh. when 12 high-level officials from Ukraine resigned over corruption of using U.S. and Western aid fund to buy houses and cars and everything else under the sun. And so was it the interior minister, the one who leaked this information of this corruption, and they killed him for it? Well, we find out four months later, 15 more high-level officials within Ukraine's um, politics resigned and were charged with the embezzlement of U.S. funds, billions of dollars. Okay? Right. Now, the question is, is where is the U.S. money going? Now, I talked to a legitimate – so uh, one of my friends has a connection, and um, their friend is a legitimate arms dealer. Like right. legitimate arms dealer. This guy's in he's, northern he's Africa. He's a licensed and uh, bonded insured. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a legitimate arms dealer. You said dealer. legit. I mean I might as well just well, throw some stuff out yeah, there. He, he, works for, he works with the military. He works with a lot right, of militaries right. around the world. Uh, but he also works with a lot of other organizations. Um, and he was telling me that, you know, the, the U.S. weapons that are coming into Ukraine um, are, are typically being funneled out of Ukraine to various other parts of Eastern Europe. Uh, they're going to Russia and China. And I found that quite interesting. But yeah, here's the thing. There is no accountability of this money whatsoever. We know that Zelensky is probably going to have a new billion-dollar net worth after all this is said and done. The Democrats are going to have another $800 million of funding after this is all said and done. This is nothing more than embezzlement of U.S. taxpayer dollars. Like like right now, Jim, for, for example, mm-hmm. the ADL. The Anti-Defamation League is attacking right. Twitter. They're going after Twitter advertisers and uh, basically smearing them because they're advertising on Twitter. Um, they're telling them that, hey, Twitter is you know anti-Jew and all this stuff and you shouldn't do business with them, which is defamation. That's why Elon Musk is suing the Anti-Defamation League for defamation. Wait, Anti-Defamation now, League for Anti-Defamation? Oh, yeah, yeah, for defamation. So he- yeah. here's the thing. Is the ADL was asking Twitter to censor American citizens' Twitter posts. 
they, they, they were going in there and saying, hey, you need to censor this person. You need to censor this person. Uh, well, guess, guess, guess who one of the primary funders of the ADL is, Jim? Uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? No, the United U.S. Congress. Oh, U.S. Congress. Oh, I got the second one. Second one. So, yeah. so the, the taxpayer dollars are being <sighs> utilized through non-government organizations to censor American citizens. Now you have the introduction of this DOD program. Have you heard of this new DOD program? Uh, they just won the contract. It's called Accrete AI. What? Okay. And uh, Accrete AI, they just won this contract with their nebulous platform. And Nebulous Platform is utilized by Wall Street for predictive analysis of stock market trends, um, as well as they, they integrate into big corporation, big data. But their new system called Argus is going to be implemented within DOD systems to basically monitor social media's public and public metadata to determine various different threat actors that are spreading misinformation, disinformation, propaganda, and various different psychological warfare operations. So basically, everything that the White House was doing with Twitter saying, hey, you can't do this, oh, you need to censor these people, now they're just going to do through the DOD. So that's all going to be blacklisted so we won't be able to find out where their funding is really going. There you go. Not only that, is the Argus AI is very similar to an artificial intelligence utilized during the 2020 election. During the 2020 election, there was a um, Democrat-funded um, company known as Defeat Disinfo, uh, mm. which was funded and founded by uh, two primary Wall Street, Lefty, Goldman Sachs, uh, Main Street One financiers. Now, who headed this organization was a guy by the name of former General Stanley McChrystal. And this AI was directly from DARPA because the main guy at the company actually funded the project at DARPA to develop this AI. Now, defeat this info's AI, which was headed by Stanley, uh, Stanley McChrystal, would integrate into blue checkmark accounts as well as create artificial accounts, so bot accounts. And what it does is, this was directly from their horse's mouth. You can still find the article out there, but their website is down. They they would follow the narrative of Donald Trump's post or high-level right-wing accounts. And right. whatever they would post, Defeat Disinfo would use blue checkmark accounts to retweet it and produce a counter-narrative, whether or not the counter-narrative was truthful or not. That was, was used during just, the 2020 election. So it's all automated. So a lot of this stuff is getting done without the blue checkmarks actually knowing that they're doing it? Yeah, and for anybody out there who doesn't know what a blue checkmark is, is think about some famous actor's Twitter account that has a blue checkmark. They're verified. They have a million subscribers. Defeat this info would have their login information because they would volunteer for this program. And when Donald Trump posts something, they would retweet it. The AI would retweet it and produce a counter narrative. And, and so this is this is how integrated this was. Let's say Donald Trump would talk about some statistics or some scientific study and post it. The AI would go out there. It would create a website. It would produce its own statistical analysis. It would generate three or four different articles with timestamps six months in the past. It would take that link for its article, go on the Twitter, produce a blue check mark, million, uh, million person following account, retweet it and say, actually, Donald Trump, that is not true because here's the studies that we're utilizing and these studies are true. 
That's how this works. Okay? So this new company, Argus, does the same exact thing. And guess who's heading this company at, uh, at D- Accrete AI? Who's that? Former General Stanley McChrystal. Come on. I mean, you can't make it up. <sighs> and so this Come is on. a DOD program that is utilizing a DARPA-level AI developed for private use for predictive analytics. And basically what it's doing is pre-crime. It's Minority Report 1.0. This is pre-crime. And what they're going to do is so they go out there and they will analyze various different people's accounts. And they'll determine if this person is a Russian agent, a Chinese agent, a foreign actor, if they are propagating disinformation, misinformation or not. They will produce a counter narrative. They'll create fake bot accounts to go in there and basically draw out information from this person. They'll create fake analytics. They'll create fake news stories to go in there and try to draw out more information from this potential foreign fake actor, as well as they will send any criminal inquiries over to the proper legal authorities. And this is the United States military who is going to be operating this software through a third contract, which is, by the way, illegal for them to do against American citizens. But they're going to say, we're not doing that to American citizens. Well, how do you know? (laughs) You're not filtering that out. Kind of like everything they've been doing all along. You know, oh, we're not doing that to American citizens. Didn't uh, Brock make this legal? Didn't he go and turn this whole thing around on us instead of putting supposedly uh, – well, the FBI was formed on this, wasn't it? The FBI was formed on getting blackmail leverage on world leaders, including those in America. Wasn't that what the, the whole thing with Hoover was? Is that he wanted – or, or what, who, was it? who started the FBI? Who was, who was the guy that did that? Um, it was Hoover. 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 No. Hoover. Yeah, yeah. Hoover. He, Dulles he, was he CIA. Was do- Hoover was FBI. Yeah, he was doing it because he wanted to blackmail. He was using the FBI. That's how it was all formed to begin with. It was getting intel on other people so then they would fall in line. And if you needed leverage against them, here we got it. That's, but that's what they now they're just doing it to us. They're weaponizing our own apparatus against us in, in a real mainstream way. And people don't realize this is social credit score you're talking about. Well, there you go. You're talking about and, social and, credit score. That, that's yeah. where I was getting into. Because what's actually happening with this AI is it's, it's so – one thing that I know, and I, I worked in marketing for a long time, is that the social media platforms, what you see on the front level of actually the interaction is a very, very small part of what these social media platforms are. What they are actually are are behemoth marketing platforms. And on the back end is this whole data collection mechanism that is utilized through various different algorithms. Google, Facebook, doesn't matter. They all have them. And what they do is they develop what they call an egg An egg Mm -hmm. is a digital persona of who you are. And so if you imagine this, Jim, you're Mm -hmm. scrolling through Facebook and you're scrolling through Twitter or you're searching Google. All that data is collected by this machine learning. And what it does is it analyzes the uh, the timing between your keystrokes. It analyzes the words that you're using, the times of day that you are are posting on Facebook or Twitter, the type of content that you're posting. They're they're analyzing what you're clicking on. They're analyzing what apps you're opening and how long you're spending on those apps. What uh what is the the trend of the apps? What type of news do you follow? They're analyzing the the data in your phone of when your phone is in your pocket, when it's in your back pocket, when it's in your front pocket, when you're driving in a car, where you're going. They're, they're analyzing all of this information. They're putting it into what's Ugh. called an egg. We'll be right back with more Dark like Delight show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight show. Yes, sir. So, Jim, yeah. they, they, they take all this data. 
And I mean everything. Every little movement you do. And what they do is they do they do behavioral analysis on it. So they they yeah. ter- determine, you know, when you're most likely going to pick up the phone, when you're most likely paying attention to your phone, all these different types of things. Behavioral, right. um, habitual analysis. How many times your phone tilts up, meaning that you're looking at it? it exactly. Um, mm. And they produce what's called a digital egg. And this is how they're able to target you with specific ads during the day. And they also know your your emotional state, your mood. They also know your mental state. They also know kind of what's happening in your life if so this is why like you'll be like no tv or phones around you and you'll be like you know i could utilize some charmin uh extra two-ply toilet paper today (laughs) all of a sudden you know you turn on your tv and it's like charmin toilet paper buy today Mm -hmm. on amazon that that's why that happens is because this thing is is recognizing your habits and it just picks up one word and boom there comes the advertisement so right. they're utilizing that data in this artificial intelligence so but what they can use this doing, against you though as in they can create a negative image of you that people see you in the negative light as opposed to who you really are so people tend to hate you instead of like you they like you in person but they hate you online try to figure that one out well, yeah, absolutely that's and that's the key is that remember this this AI is for pre-crime it's minority report. They want to stop things before it happens. They want to stop disinformation before it happens. And they're going to mm. do that by this. So what does that sound like? Well, they're going to build a digital egg profile of you. Mm-hmm. Trip Basically, Elix, my buddy, told me about this six years ago on my radio show. Yep. He did the same thing. Good. They're going, to, they're going to take all this data that's online from you, all this public and private data. And they're going to build a social credit score for you based upon all that information. And that credit score, that social credit score, will be utilized by the military and the Department of Justice to determine whether you're a threat or not. But when they implement this type of scoring system, and if you don't believe they're going to implement this, Nancy Pelosi said two years ago, we need to expand the credit score and make it more fair for people by introducing it into what's called a social credit score. Nancy Pelosi said that and said that they were proposing it with legislation. This would be the next step is utilizing artificial intelligence and basically setting the parameters of what they determine to be truth and what they determine to be not truth as the guideline to facilitate that. And you know what's going to happen is you will see a mass exodus out of social media. Oh, yeah. I think I think that we I think we already should be there. I mean, I, I so uh, this is a little bit of lesson for me. I on Saturday I lost my phone. And I know I've been complaining about it since then, but I'm telling you right now, I don't I don't know I don't think I missed it. I mean, I didn't get phone calls. I didn't get text messages. I didn't get emails. I wasn't getting in my social media alerts. Um, I'm on a user phone here that this thing heats up if you just try to talk on it, and because uh, it's an older phone. But I'm telling you right now, guys, you probably won't miss it. And you'd probably be get, become a better human being if you just really walked away and went over and met your neighbor. Isn't this what we talked about six months ago, Josh? We were talking about going and getting some barley pops, some beers, and telling mm-hmm. your neighbor to come over and meet you in the garage at 7 o'clock and just talk about the days going on and what the neighborhood's doing and how there's a pothole at the corner that hasn't been fixed in 20 years. This is, where, this is what we should do. This is, this, if we talk about, talk about the Great Reset... What does that mean? We go and we create a parallel economy where we don't have social media, and that's okay too. Hmm. 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 Yeah. yeah. 
Well, what is it? Uh, I have a here's a t- here's a tweet from Donald Trump, March twelfth of two thousand twelve. When I was eighteen, people called me Donald Trump. When he was eighteen, Barack o- Obama was called Barrio Saturo. Weird. Anyway, so, so there's Satowo, Satowo. Yeah, Satowo. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, we've got a. I think the parallel economy we can create for ourselves is is just in the going back to everything we've talked about: putting your feet in the ground, putting getting a garden, planting some sunflowers, you know, finding a water source that's your own that doesn't have fluoride in it. By the way, the government just released to, like it was this week that fluoride actually literally lowers children's IQ. The higher the concentration of fluoride in the water, the lower the IQ in children. And the federal government knows this. And they're still being pushed by the FDA to put fluoride in everybody's water. I mean, this is dumbing people down. This is all these things that we're, we're talking about. You're, Josh, you just created an entire plan of exactly why we should go to credible sources that we can rely on and go to their websites only. And don't go trickling through all the Facebooks and everything else, but actually going to the sources and say, hey, I need to go see what Josh and Jim are doing. I'm going to go to their website. I'm going to go to their platform. And I'm going to use their stuff and not give credit to these other behemoths that are actually profiting off of your numbers by you clicking on it. Every time you click on something, guys, they're tracking it, how long you scrolled, where you stopped, where your eyes were positioned on the page. These are all real things. And Josh talking about this egg thing of yours. Trip Helix came on my radio show. It was, it was almost six years ago now or five years ago, and I was like, oh, come on, Trip. He's like, no, really, Jim. And we spent almost the two-hour show, radio show, talking back and forth about how they create this egg of you, this this you, this digital you, and it has everything from when you accidentally looked on one page you thought you shouldn't look at and how long you stayed there. I mean, all these little tendencies you think you don't have, they track it in real time. And then this is what he told – because the reason he told me about it was because how politics work. And as I've used this example before. It's like if I, don't, I don't mind cats. They're not my favorite, but I don't own them personally. I'm not, I'm not seeking them out even though there's three that live in my house now. Anyway, um, but all my posts would look like I hate cats, and you would see it that way. And I never see your social media feed where it shows that I hate cats, and I can't correct that because I never, you never let me see your phone. You never let me on your Facebook. You never let me on your Twitter. So I don't know what I look like to you, and through uh, manipulation of color, frequency of the uh, impulses from the LED lights to your eyes, the laser connection to that is real, and they can make my post that says, hey, look at this cat and how cool it is. You're like, oh, Jim hates cats. And that's a real thing, guys. And I use the Jim hates cats thing as just a, as a tongue-in-cheek effect. But we're, the idea that we really should be paying attention to what we are consuming, he told me, get a bunch of your friends and all use the exact same um, uh, rewards card. So if you have one for Walgreens or you have ones for Kroger's or Dillon's or Piggly Wiggly or whatever it is, um, you, everybody uses the same one. So it throws the algorithm off of who you are, and it actually will throw you out of the system because you're, one day you're buying tampons, and the next day you're buying formula, but next day you're buying you know, spark plugs. It doesn't look normal. And they said, he said if you could just go and get your family together to kind of use your, your rewards cards, that's one way to crack the system. But also miss, you know, turning on um, a Jewish... Uh, cantations on your YouTube and just letting it play for hours on end. But then, you know, because then it throws it off. He's like, why does this guy listen to Jewish cantations for hours? He never does that. And so it starts throwing it as you're a problem or you're not real. And so they'll throw you out of the system. There's ways to break it, but you have to change your pattern and build in patterns that really go against who you are. So then it contradicts. And then the computer goes, well, this one's a broken one. We're not going to pay attention any longer. 
Beat the system, boys and girls. Get ready, people. It's coming. It's coming. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'll have to introduce you to Trip, Josh. I think you and him would just melt each other's brains. I think it would be a great uh, conversation. Real neat guy. Very kind of private, though. He works kind of off the grid uh, because he used to work for the CIA. He knows what they were doing 20, 30 years ago. And they were doing this 23 this is what this is what he scared me the most with. He was doing this and knew what the government was doing this 20 and 30 years ago. So imagine what they're doing today. I mean, the amount of computing power we have and other things like that. I mean, it's um, unbelievable really. So and all my tweets, my all the stuff I like on Facebook and Twitter, I go back to those posts, my likes are gone, my and my comments aren't there. Even on Twitter still. I'm still blacklisted on Twitter even though it's Elon Musk. I've not gotten that back since January 8th is when I lost all my followers. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I hope that you get those five back. <laughs> no, I like it when I get about five new ones in a day, and then I lose six. And I just never <laughs> watch the numbers trickle That's the out. old I'm Twitter. Like, that, that's the old Twitter. Mm-hmm. That happened to me all sure the time. <laughs> I got 100 subscribers today. I lost 227. Oh, yeah. Um, Facebook's good. And if they show you in their algorithms. They'll show you that you're losing them. I'm like, who's going in there unliking my page? That doesn't even make sense. Like yesterday, I had 3,090 followers on Twitter. I have 3,089 today. Someone left the, my Twitter page. <laughs> get, get, getting, getting those numbers up there, Jim. <laughs> oh, I know. I went from whatever, 80-some thousand or whatever they did to me down to less than 2,000. I've been sitting at 18,000 <sighs> for, for a while now on Twitter. So. Really? Isn't it crazy? But I haven't had much content. I haven't had much content. I've been I've been kind of slow on, on my Twitter days. But yeah. you know, Jim, I, I wanted to I wanted to talk about this for a second. The WHO okay. has sound a major alarm over concerning COVID wave coming this winter as deaths soar. And so the well, WHO have- has warned of concerning trends for COVID nineteen ahead of winter as dangerous new strains runs rampant across the northern hemisphere. That one strain is EG.5 and BA two point eight six. Now EG.5 is Eris, which we're coming into the astrological sequence of Eris here, which is kind of interesting. Symbolism will be their downfall. But we continue to see concerning trends of COVID-19 ahead of the winter season in the Northern Hemisphere. And that's from Tedros Avanhanam, um, Gebra Jesus. Uh, he told the online press conference. Now, this is interesting. He added that deaths are increasing in some parts of the Middle East and Asia. Intensive care units ad- admissions are increasing in Europe and hospitalizations are increasing in several regions. And they're calling for the new Merck vaccine that is coming out this, uh, this fall. Yeah, I remember Pfizer and Moderna were the first two vaccines that made billions. Now it's Merck's turn, or sorry, Moderna's turn to make billions here. Uh, mm. So we are coming into the, the flu season, and all these flu deaths, all these flu hospitalizations are going to come in as COVID. That, that's what's happening right now, just so everybody knows. It's the flu. That's what people are yeah. getting. It's the flu. But they're going to utilize yeah. it to pass restrictions and everything like that. And I said once Jill, Jill Biden was the first famous person, okay, Right. To get COVID. And I said, oh, once Jill Biden gets it, you're going to see every Joe Schmo in Hollywood in the music industry and sports stars start getting COVID all over the place. And sure enough, Whoopi Goldberg, James Hetfield, and the list goes on right now. But I have a and bigger concern. But okay. I have a bigger concern. So number one is that the WHO made the U.S. sign that agreement where the WHO can come in and help with um, the new restrictions and lockdowns, basically take over the, the medical sovereignty of a country. 
during the time of a pandemic. Um, and Joe Biden signed on to this after they changed it from a treaty to an agreement, because if it was a treaty, Joe Biden would need Senate approval. But it, with an agreement, he doesn't. And so there's the legalese right there for you. But yeah. basically what happens is if another pandemic comes, they're just going to say, you remember how last year, last time it was like, well, the CDC said, the CDC said, this time it's going to be the WHO said, the WHO said. That's how that's going to operate. And uh, that's probably when people lock and load. I don't know. That's my thoughts and theories on that. But we'll be right back with more Dr. Let Show. I want to talk a little bit more about this and something that I noticed. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. Hey, Jim. Mm-hmm. October yes, 23rd, 2022. Do you know what happened on that day? October 23rd. You, you um, don't. You don't. No, I don't. I mean, it's a rhetorical question. No, How about this? October yeah, yeah. 17th, 2019. Nope, got me on that one. So October 17th, 2019 was a global exercise known as Event 201. This was hosted by John Hopkins University, Bill Melinda Gates Foundation, and the World Health Organization. And it was a global of, uh, exercise in response to a global pandemic of a novel coronavirus that somehow manifests and infects human beings, pr- prompting a, a pandemic. And it was spread, as Event 201 talked about it, in a wet market in South America. And spread really, really fast across the world and caused the whole global governments to develop a new technology called mRNA vaccines to vaccinate the world to stop the spread. That was in October 2019 that they did that event. Uh, A month and a half later, the actual virus, uh, which was not even existent to humanity, um, showed and appeared and created a pandemic with the exact scenario unfolding. Okay, Um, October 23rd, 2022. The same organizations, John Hopkins University, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundations, along with the Welcome Foundation, uh, that's Merck, um, and uh, a few others, they did another global exercise called Catastrophic Contagion. Really? Okay. In the hmm. sense of a global pandemic that um, is, I, I forgot the name of the virus, but The virus is a gastrointestinal virus that spreads. It infects a billion people globally and kills 10%. Okay? And so 10% would be 100 million people. And 90% or 89% of the 100 million people died are the youth, are children. Wow. Okay? This is a fictitious global scenario. What just happened on this Delta flight the other day? I have no idea on that one. So this Delta flight got canceled, turned around midair, had a land to an emergency landing for a biohazard threat. What happened is a passenger got up and had explosive diarrhea all over the cabin of the plane. And I mean, this what? stuff was like from... From the middle of the plane to the front of the plane was nothing but diarrhea shooting out of this person's butt. <sighs> Everywhere. Really? Okay. From now, sea he- to shining sea. Yeah, okay. but here's my problem with it. Is no mention of the person, no mention of the health of the person, no mention of if, if the person is all right or, or what, what was, did they have botulism? What, what was going on there? Right. They're not saying anything about the health of the person. But don't you realize that's a closed cabin and where that's going, everybody's getting it? I mean, there you go, which means that 
that person most likely had some type of gastrointestinal virus. Mm-hmm. Is that why you're gonna fly? You're gonna drive to Dallas. You won't fly. Is that what you're <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why I'm driving to <laughs> Dallas. Um, well, and you and United Airlines. On you? <laughs> well, United Airlines shut down yesterday. They got kind of hacked, um, and the, the unpredictability in the airlines it just doesn't work for me. So I am definitely going to drive to Dallas. Although at the end of the month, I'm supposed to be in Oregon at um, Ian Trotter's event. You're going to be there with me, um, yeah. and I'm going to be flying there because that's just too long of a drive. Uh, actually, oh, I'd yeah. love to make that drive, but uh, it's just—I think it's like a twenty. If you could do it over like three or four days, and you know, make some stops yeah. out of the deal, that that part of the country going out of Minnesota would be great to go through. So, oh, it'd be fantastic. I could see that. But I, I have a feeling that we're about to see a new type of virus, maybe a gastrointestinal virus, come about. Um, that could spread really, really fast. And that's how the, the COVID narrative will oh, change. Oh, is this what they're doing with the, the whole um, mosquitoes? They're giving everybody a bacteria, the, a type of botulism through the mosquitoes, those mosquitoes that Bill and Melinda Gates mm-hmm. is releasing. So you get mm-hmm. stung by the – and I, hey, by the way, my mosquitoes in my area here in Kansas are usually like a tannish color. Um, they're black this year. It's like I have a whole new species of mosquitoes in Kansas I've never seen before. I've never seen these black mosquitoes. It's completely different. So, and they sting right away. They don't like hang around, and they don't really like, like uh, try to um, like sting you, like or like suck the blood out of you. They're more like about just biting you or stinging you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what I've noticed they're doing. It's not and like people are getting these massive them. welts from it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know the interesting thing about catastrophic uh, contagion is that it's called Sears 25. So it's S-E-E-R, which a seer is a, a scribe, is someone who practices astrology and predicts the future, mm-hmm. right? And then we also have the other astrological aspect of this, Eris, which is coming into Aries on September 23rd. I think that this is what the next scenario is. I think it's this wow. gastrointestinal uh, virus so get your bi- microbiome right in your gut, right? Get your probiotics, get your gut right, get your gut lining right. See, see the glyphosate they've been giving us, this Roundup, uh, causes the leaky gut, which is the lining of your stomach opens up and the food starts going through the pores in the stomach into your, into your uh, blood system. If you don't get your leaky gut, your gastrointestinal problems right, that you'll probably be affected by this. Those that have weak guts, that you know, IBS, the Crohn's, the... Uh, celiacs, all this. If you don't get your microbiome right in your gut right away, and this is, you're going to be a victim to this, whether you like it or not. So, something to think about, guys. We've been, ta- I've been talking about this. Get your gut right. You know, you got to get that help out there. Oh, by the way, guys that are listening out there, I know a couple of you have sent me a couple letters and stuff. I need to get back to you on that. I apologize. Uh, this week has been a little bit uh, chaotic for me. So, anybody looking for a response from me, hang in there. I will get back to you guys this week. So. But no promises. Oh, oh, so nice, Jim. <laughs> I got to travel tonight. I got to go to uh, that event tonight and then travel tonight. And you're traveling all night. You're going to be traveling all night to get to Dallas. So I, I am. I am. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm going to be leaving about 5 p.m. I'll get there in the morning, and, and that's fine with me. I don't, I don't mind. All right. It's going to be – You're a tough uh, guy. Yeah. No, I, it, it's a good drive. It, and it's an easy drive, too, because it's really just straight down. Um, so you take 35 all the way into Kansas City. So from Minnesota mm-hmm. to Kansas City, it's just thirty five, and then go right through Wichita, down through Oklahoma City to Dallas, and no, go, go through gonna, uh, Tulsa, Tulsa. 
You're going to drop down through Tulsa? Yeah. Oh, I know what you're doing. Okay, yeah, I saw what you're doing there. Well, you're going to probably see that 35 on that toll road coming out of Kansas City is pretty smooth compared to what you're going through Tulsa. Just saying. Just giving you just giving you heads up, man. I know. Well, I was just in Tulsa a few weeks ago, so it wasn't that bad. Okay. But uh, but no, I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens. But all right. It's going to be a good, a good old time, people. Good old time down in Dallas with Jim Price. Me and him get together a few times a year. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to be going to get together two times this whole month. It's going to be kind of interesting. What? It's going to be crazy, man. Um, yeah, it's going to be good stuff. We're going to be learning medical thingies. And we'll come back with all kinds of medical knowledge uh, with Dr. Artis and others. It's going to be good. It's a good event. So, though you guys want to pay, you guys don't want to link or anything to it. I think there's a link to to stream it, isn't there? We're not speaking, but we'll be there. Uh, I might be streaming it on uh, RedPills.tv. So, uh, I have to. I'm waiting for the uh, RTMP codes, and if they send them to me, I definitely will be streaming it tomorrow um, on RedPills.tv in between the various shows that we'll have. So wow. pay attention for that. But I'll have to get set up before we, we get anything like that. Hey, uh, you going. talked about this new effect coming in. Do you see the CDC just spent $108 billion on pediatric COVID uh, vaccines? Have you seen this? The CDC is purchasing 2 million pediatric doses of its pediatric COVID-19 vaccine. When did we come out with a pediatric? Was there? I didn't, did you hear the announcement on that, Josh? Does that sounds kind of weird that we're... Suddenly, have a variant that's uh, pediatric involved, but they they have bought sixteen point uh, almost seventeen million doses. That's a lot. So they're talking about trying to get like closer to twenty. They say that they have purchased twenty million of these vaccines. That's okay, isn't it? That's all right. That's fine. And then here's the uh, here's the paperwork to back it up. Good stuff. Oh, they're buying it from Moderna. Uh, but Moderna and Pfizer both. They're getting a little bit from both. So they're going to get a little touch of uh, everything there. Good mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, at least they're out there thinking about us. But the fact that they're willing to spend $2 billion, where did the CDC get $2 billion? Mm. Anyway. All right, guys. We will be back with you Monday for the Dark Tonight right. Show. Uh, we got a plug to code program tomorrow since Jim and I will be traveling. Much love, respect, God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a great weekend and a great day. We'll see you next time.